You're listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. Welcome to Soupcast, coming to you from Archaeosoup Towers. By popular demand, we're taking selected videos from the Archaeosoup back catalogue and bringing them to you as convenient podcasts. As the name implies, with Archaeosoup you get a bit of everything thrown into the pot. Archaeology, discussion, humour and debate. You can find out more at archaeosoup.com. So sit back, relax and enjoy our hearty helping of Archaeosoup. Hello, good evening and welcome to Watching Brief for the week of the 21st of June 2021. Uh, I am joined at the end of the day, at the end of a very eventful day, by my co-host Andy Brockman. Good evening. Good evening, Mark. And good, good evening, evening everybody. <laughs> good evening. And uh, today we're going to be short and sweet in our ever ongoing watching brief uh, introduction um, in terms of bringing you the news of the day because today's episode is going to be slightly longer than usual in so much as we have an awful lot to talk about and well most of the point actually we have an awful lot to let other people talk about in this episode. Uh, today was uh, a day when people were protesting outside uh, Sheffield University buildings um, and making very powerful points in defense of archaeology and languages and related cultural interests at the university ahead of a Senate, well, decision, comment um, uh, on Wednesday. Uh, do you want to just explain that? Yeah, um, yeah the new viewers start here. Um, no, as people will be aware, there's been a, a, a there's a, a dispute uh, running in Sheffield uh, because the university has decided to effectively end archaeology teaching in its current form, mm. as well as making major changes in the School of Languages and Cultures. Mm. Um, the staff and student body and an increasingly wide um, catchment of people in the outside world uh, away from Sheffield University have become concerned by this. Mm. And um, cut to the chase, on Wednesday, uh, the University Senate, which is uh, on paper an advisory body, is going to meet to uh, supposedly advise the university on whether to adopt a, the proposal to axe archaeology. Um, but as we'll hear, how they actually do that, um, well, nobody really knows. No. Least of all the people who are most concerned. Mm, it's... Uh, it's... Hmm. Anyway, here is a flavour of today's protest. They can see more people are coming. In, uh, just about 20 minutes we will start with the speakers. Thank you all so very much for coming up today to support the Arts and Humanities here at Sheffield. But this goes just beyond that. 
This is a question of what kind of university do we want to be part of? Do we want to be in a university which waters down its programs? Do we want to be part of a university which has got unethical, violent, and ill-founded attempts? Sorry, two. Ill-founded attempts to water down our programs? Do we want to be in a university which funds, supports, and appreciates every single part of their department? So a fairly well attended event, as you can see, and lots of passing traffic honking their horns and uh, in support. It's always good to see a bit of solidarity. We often see this sort of thing, uh, at, you know, outside um, the university buildings, for example, in Newcastle uh, from time to time when uh, when similar strikes are happening. But nonetheless, good to see that support. Also, just on a on an editorial note, I think I'm wearing the same T-shirt I wore possibly in the previous in the previous episode. Uh, it has been washed, by the way, folks. Just just. <laughs> It's just a warm day, and this is a nice thin T-shirt. Um, mm. uh, I suppose uh, we 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 should say that we we've, we've chosen some highlights from the speakers of the day, haven't we, Andy? That's right. We thought uh, obviously it it was an hour-long um, event, and so we can't play all of the speeches. The, uh, we will post the link to the live stream that was uh, uh, that has been uh, posted by Safe Sheffield Archaeology. Um, they recorded that this morning, so anybody who wants to see all of the speeches can watch them there. Mm -hmm. um, but we have basically uh, taken clips of the key arguments um, and um, the, the, the main issues that were addressed by the speakers this morning. Hi, my name is Helen Thompson. I'm a PhD student in the Department of Archaeology. Today I want to talk to you about the unethical review process for the Department of Archaeology, which has led to the possible closure of the department. Firstly, I want to highlight the fact that these decisions have been made during the global pandemic. The University Executive Board is victimizing staff and students who have already struggled to survive the hardest year we've ever lived through. It is completely unethical that a decision like this is made while the pandemic is still happening, and it is an outright disregard for mental health. I also want to speak to you about the Executive Board's marketization of the University of Sheffield and their disregard for the fact that the University of Sheffield was founded as a university by and for the people. As we know now through the media, as we know now from the media, during one of the student review meetings, Deputy Vice Chancellor Jill Valentine referred to the university as Marks and Spencers and students who didn't meet entry requirements as Aldi level products. If I had applied to the to the University of Sheffield for my undergraduate based on their current entry requirements, I would not have been accepted. I struggled in high school, I had a learning disability, and I found it difficult to find passion for what I was studying. I was an Aldi level product. My grades steadily improved during my undergraduate because I found archaeology and I was motivated to do my work. When I came to Sheffield, I had a 3.1 GPA, that's barely scraping a 2.1 in the UK. I finished my master's in the Department of Archaeology at the top of my class. I'm now fully funded for my PhD, and I'm proud to be an LD academic. I'm proud to be a member of the Department of Archaeology, working alongside my absolutely amazing colleagues and students. And I'm proud to be part of Sheffield Archaeology, where generations of all these Marks and Spencers and all other supermarket shoppers have been supported, supported and encouraged to think critically about the human past 
but just as importantly, to think critically about how to be human in our present society. And this is one of the core values of arts and humanities. So this has been a difficult few weeks for the department, and we're so grateful and encouraged by the outpouring of support from around the world. But these weeks were preceded by years of under-resourcing and hostile management decisions, leaving me and my colleagues frustrated and angry with increasing amounts of our time taken up with useless paperwork. What we've experienced has created unhappiness and dissatisfaction, and it has become clear over the past few weeks that it's not just our department, this is a common feeling across the institution. The university's management strategies are criminally eroding goodwill and wasting the talent of its core resource, its staff. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, I'm a member of the union, but um, I'm by no means a strident union Easter. Um, and I've never spoken at a rally before. Um, and I think it's a sign of just how much of an existential threat I think this is to us that I'm speaking here today. And it's a sign of how outraged I am at the treatment of my school, my colleagues, my students, and my discipline. I know people are getting scared and some are wavering, um, but there's no doubt that this plan, this so-called plan for languages, is a bad plan. Academically, it's bad for the staff, and it's bad for the students. Firstly, all the staff in SLC against the plan, Staff in SEAS and MLTC against the plan. Um, most of our students against the plan. Thank you. The thousands of people who signed the student petition, who um, are sort of former students, potential students, families of students, they're against the plan. Various professional associations and subject associations and external examiners have written in, they're against the plan. Because this tiny, tiny, tiny group of a handful of individuals mainly non-specialists in modern languages. They're all right, and the rest of us, the thousands of us, are all wrong. Go figure. This is particularly upsetting in a university which has people said already, always seems to value people. When I came to Sheffield about 2004, 2005, I didn't apply there. I was headhunted. I was persuaded. I was wooed to something. And it was the values of the university which attracted me. Um, but then BC um, invited me to visit a few times. I fell in love with the city, I fell in love with the people, uh, I fell in love with the community of colleagues and students, and I fell in love with the university which was based and rooted in people and valued above all else a sense of academic community. Uh, the then BC at the time used a very interesting phrase. phrase. He said to me, this is an elite institution, but it's not an elitist one. But that means it's time for us to stand up for the humanities, stand up for the arts and humanities, a world which is not informed by the values of the humanities is a dangerous world, and not a very pleasant world to live in, I think. Thank you.
and fighting for youth university archaeology for a degree that produces flexible graduates who can deal with anything. And we're fighting for all of those who are still to come and study here, for all the subjects seen as non-profitable, all the stories that will never be told if you cut this down. I am just one of many academics and students from other universities, archaeologists working in commercial sector and local government, Sheffield alumni, international partners who value your incredible reputation. And saying this, we see you, we support you, we will not be silent and we will not continue to stand idle. We stand together, so let's let them make them hear us and make some noise. Thank you, That's a flavour of the arguments and the, uh, and, and the speeches this morning. To get a personal view of what's going on at Sheffield at the moment, earlier we spoke to Liam Hand, who's the undergraduate who started the now very successful petition to save Sheffield archaeology on change.org. Liam Hand, you're a third year undergraduate at the Department of Archaeology in Sheffield, but more to the point, you're also the person that instigated the petition on change.org to try and save the department. Now, just as we started recording, it was standing at 44,494 signatures. Did you have any idea it would grow that big when you started it? Uh, absolutely not. I mean, I hoped we would get traction and we would be able to do something about it, but not of the scale we've seen. I don't think I've seen this kind of response to uh things within higher education like this in my lifetime at the very least i mean there may have been but i've not seen them it's been overwhelmingly positive the response from the like not only the archaeology community but like just the wider community across the country really i mean with those kind of numbers and and what do you think it says to what message does it send to the management of the university well i mean i mean quite a few of the signs we've seen today say it very well that archaeology matters um, and it doesn't just matter to the, the the people who study it, but it matters and it's important to the wider community. Um, we've seen so many different messages of support but from, from different angles and how important it is. And I think to sort of reiterate that value to uh, the, the intrinsic value it has to like a society now more than ever is, 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 has been important. And it's really good to have that platform, the size of the platform we've had to do that. Um, I think it's quite a hard message to ignore it, it, for somebody for somebody in upper management at the university. Uh, it's, it's been very telling with like the scale and the sort of the like enthusiasm that has been um, this has been approached with from like everybody involved. Really, that's one of the things that struck me covering the story. Actually, it, this is um, it's not a. A, a niche protest from a, a small group of people. You've, uh, first of all, as a um, as a department and, and and as a student body, you seem to have been working hand in glove, as it were. And then today's uh, rally uh, for the arts and humanities uh, also brought in the the language schools at Sheffield, which are also undergoing some quite radical changes. Uh, do you think it's important that this is seen not just as a, a an issue for staff who might lose their jobs and for 
changes in the language school, which arguably um, they say diminishes the value of culture in language courses? Well, I'm glad you mentioned the culture in language courses, because I feel like specifically what we've, we've done today is really highlight, because this, if there's one thing that have archaeology and the SLC have in common, it is culture. We both view, look at culture. We look at archaeology, looks at studies ancient cultures, they're studying the cultures now. And it is this sort of, as so many people have put really well, cultural vandalism that has been highlighted is the commonality between these two. But I do think it is it's important. The reason this is important and the reason that, aside from saving the department, that we're having this conversation is there is this ongoing wider conversation about these things not being around in higher education anymore, removing these sort of, these these courses which promote like like the, almost like this this sort of uh, self uh, like really the strong sense of understanding things and taking and questioning things and approaching things from different angles and this is a really important skill set for a healthy um, a healthy like society uh, and these are things that you remove them and then you just end up and end, end, you end up with an echo chamber of people just regurgitating the same things. And it's just a, re it's a very unhealthy environment, especially with the current political climate, to be removing things like this from when we're already isolating ourselves from the rest of Europe and the rest of the world and to some extent. It's, 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 it's dangerous, to be honest, I think. That was certainly a message that uh, some of the other speakers were putting across during the rally this morning. Uh, however, the university would say that they're dealing with hard economics and hard realities of university funding and university student funding. Um, mm -hmm. How do you how do you respond to that um, to, to, to that position that they've taken? Well, uh, recently the uh, university executive board finally decided to release some actual data, which is kind of them. Um, and having seen that as a student. Um, it doesn't take a genius to work out that this is it's it's, it's been cherry picked. Like I don't think that the information is sufficient has a sufficient context to understand the situation that has gone on over the past ten years within archaeology, not within Sheffield. Um, it doesn't take into account the growing um, environment, the growing demand for archaeologists. It doesn't account for the several changes in management that we've had and mismanagement we've had as a department. It doesn't account for the um, the grade boundaries changing every five minutes because they because faculty de faculty or whoever deems that acceptable, um, and it, 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 these these change and it doesn't account for the ever in, like these big names in archaeology which were at Sheffield um, retiring or moving on and then they're not allowing them to rehire to fill those gaps. So it's this systemic thing where they've not they've it's, it's, it's the analogy I would use it's it's like. They've approached it as though, say you've got a restaurant that's not doing well, they've sold the tables and chairs and they're wondering why no one's... That's how I would describe it. They're not and investing in the quality of, of, of things and the department and staff have done incredible despite that, not because of the university, despite the university. That is what I would say. Um, and all it needs is that little bit of um, reinvestment to be able to do, do what they're doing already, but better... <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. So, uh, obviously, we had the rally this morning that was yeah. looking ahead to the meeting of Senate on, on Wednesday, Wednesday the 23rd. Um, what do you expect from Senate? What do you hope for from Senate? Well, the Senate obviously is comprised of a lot of academics from the university, um, from various departments. And what I hope 
from the messages that, that from the sort of from what we've been trying to put out there, but also from their own perspective, is that they have to realize this is a wider issue that might be affecting archaeology now, but it's not going to stop at archaeology. Archaeology is just happens to be the first one on the chopping block. And the the way arts and humanities are being used, in particular within this university and within universities across the country, is like we're at a crossroads, really. If we let this happen now, then it is a slippery slope um, to other departments, uh, whole fields being lost from higher education, and it's 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 setting a dangerous dangerous precedent. I mean, if the approach they've had towards archaeology was to be applied to several like many other departments who who may be in similar or worse situations across the university, then at what point does that stop? Are we going to become a school, a university that is engineering um, and sociology, which are courses that are very big and they both um, are either very cheap to run and have, they can put a lot of numbers in seats so they have a high like turnover in terms of cost. They do, they're very efficient to run or they are world around for it. And we've got all these funding. We've got lots of international students, which the university has made very clear they value and they should value. It's important to have an international community, but that shouldn't be all it's about. And it should be because of the international aspect of that, not because they, they spend more money. They like this um, very purely financial. I think it's important to consider finan the financial viability of things, but it can't be the only consideration in, a, in an institution that's meant to be education, not a business. Like it's a healthy approach. And I think we'll leave it there. Thanks very much, Liam, for talking to us. Yes. A very impassioned perspective there from Liam. But then again, what else would we expect from someone who started such a successful change.org campaign? Um, we also took the opportunity this evening to revisit uh, Professor um, Umberto Alborella and uh, Helen Thompson, the uh, PhD candidate who we heard speaking a little earlier, uh, to to see how, how things are moving on since we last spoke to them a couple of weeks ago, but also how they feel and what they what they are thinking ahead of uh, Wednesday. Uh, hi, Andy. First of all, thank you very much for having us here and uh, provide us with the opportunity to clarify our position on what many people will probably find a rather puzzling uh, situation which we find ourselves in. Um, yes, absolutely. Uh, I think the campaign has grown, but it has always meant to be a campaign that went beyond the threatened closure of the Department of Archaeology of Sheffield. Uh, this is a campaign uh, that concerns uh, the way universities are managed, uh, the kind of toxic environment uh, that many people will agree has become endemic uh, to uh, British universities, and I would say probably beyond Britain. And uh, so it's a campaign uh, that also wants to put together people who are from the university, are also outside the university. So we were delighted the first to see two departments working together, archaeologists for all languages, especially because that meant cooperation between two departments rather than competition, which is the kind of direction which you know, many university managers want us to do. So cooperation has been the key for us. Cooperation within the university, but also outside the university. And so there were people uh, from um, community groups in the city and also outside the city who came to our support. And one thing that was especially heartening is that there were people from other universities in the country who came to support us. So this is what solidarity means. And Helen, 
uh, in your speech to the uh, to, to the rally this morning, you made a big point of the fact that on your particular academic journey, you might not even have been admitted to Sheffield uh, on your grades when you were leaving high school, I guess. Um, but now you're a, a PhD candidate. Um, what do you think your journey tells the managers at Sheffield about the approach that they're taking? I think it says a lot, really. I mean, to be frank, I, I wouldn't have done as well as I did in my master's without the support from the department. I Obviously, I worked hard, but I worked hard because I was motivated to do so. And I had the support and the inspiration around me that told me, no, you can do this. You can you can do well in academia. Um, I wasn't sure I would even pursue academia until I did a master's, until I realized that you know I had that potential and that there was those pathways for me. So I think that what it should tell the managers at the university is that really the support from a department and what you do while you're at university matters way more than what you did beforehand. And, and kind of the trajectory of afterwards is way more important than what you might've done in high school. You know, when you're 16, 17, 18, that's not reflective of where you're going in your future. And talking about support, um, something I've picked up covering the story is that there's a lot of concern from the student body and particularly from master's students and from PhD students like yourselves, that um, the university isn't going to be able to provide the kind of support you were expecting when you signed up for those courses. Now, obviously the university says that there's a change process that it's undertaking and that you will be fully supported. But uh, at the moment, do, do, does, the, um, does the university management have the confidence of the student body and, and, and your colleagues? Not at all. Um... I think there's there's two things about that. First of all, I think it's a bit insane, really, that they're talking about these changes as if they're already set in stone and that they're already happening when the final decision hasn't been made yet. They've formulated an implementation group, which I believe meets before the council vote even happens. Um, and the second thing is, no, we've, we've received no reassurances. We've asked a lot of questions. We've had the opportunity to have a couple meetings where we've been able to ask questions and we've specifically asked, you know, will our supervisors be made redundant? And the response we just get every time is there's processes in place for if that happens and it's a really vague answer it's it's kind of dismissive in some ways of our genuine concerns and i think there's a lot of students undergraduate pgt pgr who are all you know our mental health is falling to pieces to be honest and we deserve more support and more answers and umberto um process has become a focus of a lot of the work um certainly that we've been doing on on the story and our audience might be aware um, that uh, a while back we, we broke the story that the university had admitted that notes and transcripts uh, from the review group meetings have been quotes disposed of. Um, now, on, uh, on Monday, I think it was uh, last week, the University and College Union, your, your, uh, your, your, your trades union, uh, issued a very strongly worded statement uh, suggesting that the university managers had were generating a, um, a a sense of mistrust really across the university and that they needed to uh, be much more open and transparent and start to talk very uh, very quickly otherwise they um, they would be losing really the, the the confidence and support of their academic staff um, what's happened since that letter was issued well 
<laughs> the only thing that has happened is that the same attitude continues and abated. You know, it's uh, well, uh, perhaps they know, or, or maybe they don't care that the trust has already been lost, and therefore they don't think that there is any reason why they should change their way. This podcast episode has been produced by the Archaeology Podcast Network in collaboration with Archaeosuit Productions. Find out more podcasts at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archpodnet.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.